Hey everyone, get ready for a new episode of Inspired, a podcast made to have conversations centered around being designed by God to discover and dwell. Whatever season in life you're in, you will pick up helpful insight, thoughts to think on throughout the week, and leave this episode feeling inspired to know God in deeper ways. I'm Jessica, and I'm on the Inspired team here at X Church. And today I have two new guests with me, and we are going to be talking about something really fun. We are going to do a mini series with the title, My Current Blank and What I'm Doing About It. So today we talk about fear and we talk about the word fear and everything that it entails along with really helpful insight to know what to do about fear. There are a few minutes in this podcast where the audio cuts out on my microphone, but stay tuned because I come back in later. Check it out. Welcome back. We're excited that you're here for another episode of our Inspired Podcast. Today, I have two special guests with me. Megan and Janice are not here, but I do have Hope on my left, and I have Maria on my right. (laughs) They are um, not only people who work at this church, X Church, but they are also friends of mine and friends of our Inspired Ministry, and so we're excited to have them here at the table with us, but let me tell you where you might see these two ladies on a Sunday morning. Maria, she's casting the shadows in the dark <laughs> back behind the sound booth. Um, so she is like sound extraordinaire. She yeah. knows all of the instruments and all the th- the sounds and the buttons and the like. It's like the light up pad that the, you see glowing. The spaceship in, in yeah, the back. The spaceship <laughs> in the back. Mm-hmm. So Maria is back there most Sundays, all yeah, Sundays. And then during the week, you work on the creative team. You're mm-hmm. a part of that team. Yeah. Churning out all these awesome graphics, <laughs> sounds, movies, <laughs> lights, all the things. And yeah. then Hope, you'll see her on a Sunday morning going around the foyer. She's baptizing people. She's <laughs> doing next steps. She's integrating people who are wanting to serve She's our social butterfly, I think. I Decorating awesome spaces out <laughs> yes. there. I mean, like Father's Day, Mother's Day, all the things. And then during the week, you kind of do the same thing. I mean, you were just out here today, like, decorating the yeah, foyer. Yeah, the foyer is my baby, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, it's you so like fun. to create spaces. So fun. What do you like about creating spaces? Oh, gosh. Because I am also a fan of creating environments. I feel like it's so fun to go from idea phase where it's like you just blow up. You're like, oh, what if we did this and this and this? And then you're like, oh, you see it all come together. Like my favorite moments are when I step back after it's all done, of course. And I'm like, wait, wow, we actually did it. <laughs> yeah, it was a process. Fun. Yeah, but it's so I fun. always feel like I get a little frustrated from the, you say idea phase to like actual. Because it's a I'm process. Like, because when my idea phase, I'm like, let's do all this stuff and then, and then I it feel like happen. I have people that are like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, that's going to be way too expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a bummer. But it is fun problem solving and then fin- finally seeing the final Well, product. you feel like you have a plan. You're like, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be great. It's going to be so cool. And then you're like, you do it. And you're like, wait, that's not working. Like, yeah. that's not hanging, yeah. right? That is or not like holding. Or like tying flowers to fishing line. I will never do that again. <laughs> I will so never cool, though, do that Mother's again. Day. It was so fun. But, Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's so fun. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you do an awesome job at it. Thank you. So, Maria, what? How did you get into like sound? 
engineering uh. and all. Aren't you self-taught? Uh, ish. Um, <laughs> so do you also play an instrument? Yeah. So I played a musical instrument, guitar, bass, plus clarinet and piano. Oh, yes. oh come yeah. on. Clarinet. So, yeah, marching band. Bannard. Um, so I, music has always been a huge part of my life. And... I don't. I wanted to travel and stuff, but the whole band thing, high school stuff, I was like, that's mm-hmm. not really me. But I thought audio engineering—that sounds cool. And um, so I started coming here, and I think my second week here, I was shadowing the sound guy at the time. You hopped and right he, in. He was a wizard, and he's—I mean—he's gone now. He's touring, and I don't even know what. But he taught me a lot. And then when we launched at the YMCA. That was kind of, that was me. It was kind of throwing me mm. to the wolves and it was like, figure it out because it's going to be you. And so um, I did that. And then through that, I mean, I've, I mean, you kind of talked about it, but I do a lot of audio stuff on the creative team. And I mean, I just kind of really fell in love with it. And now that's what I do every single weekend. So, okay, let me ask you a question. Do mm-hmm. a lot of like your TikTok follows, do you follow <laughs> a lot of like audio hack, audio engineer hacking? <laughs> like this is how you create this sound or whatever. Cause Trey is mm-hmm. like literally always, oh crap. Um, he's always like scrolling on his TikTok and be like, look what this guy did with his guitar pedal. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not as much on TikTok, but a lot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like I get all these, the, yeah, hacks for lack of a better term, and I have them all saved on my. And that's all my. So saves. what you're saying is, if we compared your phone and your phone together with your Instagram follows, it would be the exact same, right? It would be extremely different. <laughs> <laughs> you Mine is probably like interiors, very home vibes, very like mm-hmm. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cool graphic things. Well, yours might be some of that too. Mine is mostly like audio stuff and how to feed your toddler. <laughs> well, <laughs> mine is not that. Mine might be dogs instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you follow okay, so th- like do you follow the rainbow oh I know was it the rainbow child or like rainbow feeder or something like that on Instagram? Yeah, she uh, like talks yeah. about like feeding in rainbow colors. Yes. Oh, I've yeah. heard of this weirdly. I feel like that yeah. there should be an adult count like that. Yeah, my kids uh, eat better us, than yeah. I do. How adults should eat? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like I need someone to arrange my food in rainbow order, and I'll eat it. Yeah, that would be really. Is fun. that what it is? It's in rainbow order. Well, well, no, it just has all the colors of the yeah. rainbow. Got it. Yeah, it's like a child's plate that has like red things on it mm-hmm. and orange things on it. Like There's eat by yes. color. Yeah, my kids <laughs> my color kids by number. Are, their food is much more colorful than mine a lot of times, but. Okay, so yeah. you have two kids. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about those two little rascals. Oh, man. So my oldest is Colton. He's <laughs> two and a half. And my youngest is Blake. He's one and a half. They're 15 months apart. Dang. Do not recommend that. <laughs> um, they're best friends sometimes um, and worst enemies other times. But, um, yeah, they're the highlight of my life, and they're, they're really fun. So I sweet. thought I would... I was a little bit sad that I had two boys because I wanted a girl, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, it's so good for them. And they are just. I know they, they will be best friends. Mm-hmm. And like, cause my kid, my two older ones are two years apart. Mm-hmm. And I snapped a photo of them. Like when we were on our vacation, we were swimming at the beach and I saw them out in the distance and they literally look like twins. I mean, oh, cause yeah. they're now the same height. Yeah. And just to, like, it was just like this one serene moment that I looked at him. I was like, they really are good friends. I mean, yeah. like, there's a lot of arguing, but they really mm-hmm. are good friends. That's yeah. so sweet. And but, even, like, yeah. with your kids being closer, mm-hmm. they're going to be way more. 
they already because Blake is kind of starting to get transition a little out of the baby face and he's more starting to get into the trucks and stuff, which is Colton's, which is Colton's like, jam. Oh, Colton that's and all Jeep. we talk about. Oh, yeah. He's just got a Jeep that he drives around the property. Does he have oh, some sunglasses? He doesn't, but he has a baseball hat. And, he, <laughs> and we get out and we look at the engine and we make sure there's plenty oh of mud on it. <laughs> plenty of mud. Yeah, it's, that's all we talk about. So now that Blake can kind of get into it a little bit, there was Aww. a moment today where Colton was, Blake was holding a toy and Colton came up to him and was like, oh yeah, you see that? That's the tires and that's the Aww. wheels and that's the hood and windshield. Like just talking to Aww. him. And I was like, oh. And so then they were pushing each other down and screaming about yeah. five minutes later, so. Um, when my kids got one of those like little play jeeps, mm -hmm. um, they have some torque on them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we put like my little like l I guess he was probably he was under a year. I mean, like <laughs> could sit up, but yeah. strap him in next to Jude, and Jude pushes that go button. <laughs> and like, I literally thought he was gonna fall out the side. <laughs> it was really fun. It was really entertaining for the parents. But mm -hmm. I mean, Indy was fine. He was <laughs> laughing, but yeah. those things can be scary. They are. Colton hit a tree. <laughs> He said tree a couple times. He was a little, he talks about it too. He's like, I hit the tree and I gotta be careful. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. Or the mom police is gonna yes, pull you over exactly. and you are gonna be suspended from your vehicle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I loved those things growing up. Those little Jeeps. Mm -hmm. Those were, so, I had a Barbie Jeep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> that okay, was awesome. so tell us a little bit about you. You have a brother, right? I have a little brother. Okay. He is about to be a senior in high school. Okay. Which is crazy. I can't believe it. He kind of feels like my kid in mm -hmm. a way. <laughs> we have like such a, we have an eight year age gap. So it's like, I watched him grow up, all the things. But yeah, I just moved back here from Nashville, mm -hmm. Tennessee. Um, How many questions do you ever, I, mean, I bet you get a lot. Like, why did you move back here from oh, Nashville? Oh, all the time. <laughs> They're like, Nashville, why would you come back here? Right. But, um, no, it's been such a cool journey. I This was actually the church that I was saved in, baptized in, and felt the call to ministry in. That's awesome. So it's like a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. I'm from around the central Ohio area. Um, moved away to Cincinnati for school. Then moved to Nashville for ministry. And now I'm back here working at X Church, which is so cool. But yeah. it's been a journey. Like I said, I was saved here, baptized here um, seven whole years ago, which is wild. Um, well, long before that, but that's when I moved yeah. seven years ago. And it's crazy that I now get to walk people through mm -hmm. those exact mm -hmm. same things that is in, so like cool. day to day life. Yeah. So it's been so cool. I'm close to family now, which is so mm -hmm. sweet. I know. It makes everything better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so sweet. My mom loves it, of course, having mm -hmm. me close. And it's just nice to have time with my brother too yeah. as he's finishing high school. But mm -hmm. it's been so cool to That's be back. Awesome. Crazy, crazy story. Can't believe it. I literally said, I'll never move back there mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> that was like my promise to myself. You know, I said the same thing about moving from Texas to Ohio. Like my, well, not about moving to Ohio, but I always swore that I would never move away because I was so yeah. close to my parents. I was so close to my husband's parents that I, it actually was like my biggest fear was to move away. And here I am. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is, is all throughout that process it was a big process of letting go but also embracing what's ahead yeah and it was super scary and there were there were days there were weeks and probably <laughs> yeah. months that I just cried almost every yep. day mm -hmm. just because I was 
I mean, I can remember like dropping family off at the airport and I would just be so teary. All that day is long. the worst. It is. And yeah. I'm like, I'm up here and they're down there mm-hmm. and I just miss them and I wish they could be up here. And yep. But I will say that through that process, like now I can say with 100% confidence that I'm exactly where I need to be yes. and I'm thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love to be able to say that because mm-hmm. going from one of my biggest fears to now being on the other side of it, saying like, I'm thriving here. I'm yeah. doing what I'm called and I'm like being re- super purposeful yeah. is mm-hmm. really rewarding. It's so mm-hmm. good to be able to yeah. say that. That's how I felt when I moved to Nashville. It was like obviously so hard to move away from family and friends and whatever, but it, I grew so much in that time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'm back. And I feel that way about friends. Like, I drop mm-hmm. friends off at the airport. And I'm like, <laughs> when are you coming yeah. back? Can you make a date? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so true. Like, I'm so much better because of those yeah. moments of, like, I feel like that's when I've been, like, most desperate for God, too, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're alone. Well, because yeah. you actually have to depend on something other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you know the state of yourself right now is not dependable. Yeah. <laughs> because no, you're not in at a all. puddle on the floor. Yeah. yeah. So there, there has to be some other structure, some yeah. other framework that we can lean on. And that mm-hmm. is, I mean, in, in our context, in the Christian faith, that is God. Yeah. But the reason, I'm excited that we've, like, already started this conversation because <laughs> about fear. Because... Um, we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks, um, my current like blank and what I'm doing about it. Yeah. And we girls have talked before we came on here and we're, we're going to talk about our, my greatest fear and what I'm doing about it. Um, not to sit here and have this therapy session because nobody right. really wants to hear us all, like unpack all of the, you know, nitty gritty of fears and like what we're doing and we're not going to cry well we might cry (laughs) but I like all of this conversation to have because I feel like the word fear and kind of where we landed on is so embedded in us and it's it's in all of us whether we want to admit it or not and so as we've kind of thought over the last week or so what is my current fear and what am I doing about it and so I thought we would just dive into that. I mean, because to be honest, as we've talked, it looks different for all three of us, yeah. mm-hmm. which is so great because, I mean, we all have different fears and mm-hmm. we probably have, like, I probably still have some fear that you do and I probably have some fear that you do, but it's not like my top one that I'm yeah. dealing with, yeah. but it might be one one day. And I know this is the cool thing also is that when we talk about this ki- these kinds of things, we know that we have people to lean on yeah. that have been through the trenches of a fear of something mm-hmm. and have lived to tell a tale and then can in turn act as an encouragement on the other side. Yeah. So with that being said, we're going to start out. We're going we're gonna to dissect it and talk about the fear first, my yeah. current fear. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about what we're doing about it in a little bit. Yeah. So I'm just going to open it up there. Who yeah. wants to go first? <laughs> Maria? so i talked about it a little bit but um i have two really small children (laughs) and um this season of life i've found myself as a single mom which Mm -hmm. is not something that i anticipated but um with that comes a whole bunch of fears and being a mom in general you're gonna have fears yeah because i mean oh yeah (laughs) they keep me up at night it's like okay where are they going to go to school where are they going to go to school or should we move to a different school district what if they don't make friends what if they you know it's endless and how will I handle this and it's so scary um but the right now biggest fear that I have is so my kids are they were 
um, basically babies when the, when, um, when their dad and I split. And so with that come, they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. They just, they don't even remember that, that we ever were all a family together. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been normal for them to, okay, today I'm going to daddy's house and which is kind of nice in its own little way. It is. It it is nice. And, um, it's something that I have had to learn to appreciate, um, the little bit of time I have alone. And so every couple days they go with their dad and I've been very grateful. Their dad is stable and he is a great dad. He loves them. They are safe with them, um, with him. And I know that that is not the situation for a lot of people. And so I know that's scary, but, um, I have been blessed in that. Um, but one thing that I can't help is being a mom, you know what it's like when you're sick, you want your mom, when you have a bad dream, you want your mom, when you fall down, you want your mom. Mm -hmm. And so to think that those things are going to happen to them and I'm not there for what, you know, and to, for them, they don't know that I'm not there. They could, think that it's a choice that oh mommy doesn't want to be here oh mommy doesn't want to come with us or mommy oh mommy can't do that or she Mm -hmm. you know they don't understand that it's our situation yeah Yeah. and so I worry that they think that you know Blake my youngest he still wakes up a lot in the night his his sleep has been a little all over the place and I worry because I know when he's with me he cries for me specifically. Yeah. And so he's looking for me yeah. in the middle of the night. It probably almost pains you to think like he would call out mom. Yeah. Right. And you're not the one that comes and get, gets exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so what does that do in your little 18 month old mind? Yeah. And so it is my fear that they will, that these are planting seeds in their minds. So when they are 15, they're mm. think, you know, that, that those things, even though they can't remember that's that feeling mm-hmm. of my mom's not there when I need her mm-hmm. or when I, when I desperately need my mom or when I really wanted my mom and I was sick or whatever, she wasn't there for me. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's been my, my big fear yeah. lately. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, I know that they're like, they're, I mean, I can think on, you know, a one hand of other women who are in the exact same boat, but yeah. might not feel like their kids are safe at the other right. person's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Or, I mean, ev- even if it's not a partner, it's mm-hmm. a guardian. Right. And mm-hmm. in the, the, I think that where the fear creeps in is that even though that we know that they could be safe, or that they mm-hmm. will be safe and that they could be safe, mm-hmm. like we, it's also like a level of letting go of control because right. you're not able to control the right. environment and the situation mm-hmm. that they're in. And so mm-hmm. they're not going to do it like you. They're not going to act like you. They're not going to mm-hmm. have the same solutions as you. Mm-hmm. So it, beca- yeah. it can become like a control thing too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think all moms are a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so when you have to pass them off. And some people, I know it's it's for a week at a time that they're right. not with their kid and they yeah. don't know what's being said to their kids. They don't know, you know, the, the and it's opposite of what they're, they have when they're with you. Yeah. And so I can't, I can't even imagine. And, and that's also fear, you know, down the road, what's, what's this going to turn into? Right. But I think um, in the right now, I know I've been blessed that I know that they're well cared for. Yeah. Um, and they're too young to really understand. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I can imagine. It's just it takes a whole different level of trusting God when you're trusting yes. him with your kids and you have zero control. Yeah. Yeah. That is 
I told God, I'm like, I got to be a quick learner in this one because I hope that this <laughs> this lesson doesn't take long. Because <laughs> yeah, it is. It's terrifying. It is, and I feel like like what you said about like re- kind of along the lines of releasing control. I feel like for me as a mom, I think we're going to deal with that our whole life. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what circumstance we find ourselves Mm -hmm. in. We can be single. We can be married. We can like have Mm -hmm. young kids. We can have old kids. There's Mm -hmm. always this level of control that we're going to have to surrender. And because I remember specifically like rocking Jude, my 11 year old, when he was like a baby. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, he was probably a few weeks after he was born and thinking, having the thought. And I really do believe like this was just a thought embedded in my mind from the Holy spirit. That was like, that told me, so he's here now and this from now on will be a process of letting go mm. and like slowly undoing yeah. your cords and your control on him and yeah. giving him to me Wow! Mm-hmm. because he's my kid yeah. and I've entrusted you with him. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I'm going to walk you through that step by step and it's mm-hmm. a slow process. But I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, you're right. Like I, I, mm-hmm. that he's not, he, God loves him more than I love him. And yeah. sometimes yeah. I don't see how that is even wow. right. possible, <laughs> but a lot of it has to do with control and the yeah. area of mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I deal with the fear of that because it's out of my control. Yeah. 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 And I don't think, I don't know that it ever fully goes away. Mm-hmm. That just, cause you love your kids so much mm-hmm. and you think I know what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have I have it all figured out if you just follow my plan. Yes. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. And that is, I mean, I, yeah, God recently has just been really drilling that into my head that, no, these are my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to, because I trust God with my life. And so I know that I can trust him with my kid's yeah. life. Yeah. But it is, it's wow. a process. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so good. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, I don't have kids, but I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> well, I'll talk forward to. <laughs> no, it's fun. Don't ever like. I'm I always know. like crushes me when people are like, oh, oh the good outweighs kids. the bad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's so sweet. Though. Okay, so you mm-hmm. don't have kids, no. so your fear has nothing to do with kids. Nothing <laughs> to do with kids. Nope. Um, no, my. Man, I feel like I have a whole list of fears. I know. When honestly. I was thinking this, I was <laughs> I'm like, like, uh, there's a lot of things I could yeah. say. But no, I feel like in this season, um, obviously I mentioned I just moved back and I've been away doing ministry for a long time now. And Tell so, us what you did. Uh, so I worked in women's ministry, ironically. Okay. <laughs> um, I started a chapter of, it's called Delight Ministries. Mm-hmm. It's a women's college ministry. I started that on my campus when I was in college and then went on full time with them uh, moving forward um, until I came here. Uh, And it was so fun. Seriously, so fun. Such I love being in ministry so much. But I feel like my biggest fear right now is that because I am in ministry, I have a bit of a strong personality, just a little bit. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I have a big personality and I'm just bold um that it will lead to singleness forever for me yeah the singleness or (laughs) yikes um which honestly it's like scary to even say that I think there's fear rooted in that but Mm. (laughs) it this all got brought up because the other day I was like talking to a girl helping me hang stuff in the foyer Mm -hmm. and uh we were just talking about relationships and um I was like yeah I, I actually I'm fine with not being married like I just straight up said that And then I like, 
it took me like two minutes. I turned to her. I was like, hold on a minute. That's not true, actually. <laughs> I was like, I think I just said that out of fear. And it's like, I put up this wall of mm-hmm. like, no, I don't even want it. But that's yeah. all out of fear. Um, and I think to your point about control, I'm trying to control my own emotions and control my own situation mm-hmm. by putting that wall up. And I think a lot of it has to do with things that I've been told about myself. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, so like your issue, I feel like I identify with your issue in the area of fear based out of control. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what you're saying is some of my fear has a lot to do with what I was told and what I was named. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In my childhood, yep. my upbringing, yep. mm-hmm. or really not like anybody or not anything that anybody has ever said to me, yeah. but things that I started thinking about myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That weren't true. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you hear all the time, like your husband should be the one that leads you. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm such a strong leader. Mm-hmm. just naturally it's like i'm low-key bossy i'm just like um, because like when you said like you just hear your husband is supposed to lead you <laughs> i feel like that is a hundred percent on the mark like yeah my upbringing with christianity yeah mm-hmm. it's like I, find someone that can lead you i'm yeah. like literally, uh, okay so trey <laughs> leads worship and i literally thought that what that looks like <laughs> is like we're going to do Bible studies all the time and <laughs> yeah. we're going to sing worship songs together. Yeah. Sweet. Precious. It is so funny. Oh, you guys don't do that? Oh, come yeah, on. Uh, every two nights. <laughs> you have like, all right, routine. Yes, worship, worship time. time. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying that is that it's so true that yeah. like what we're told yeah. as kids or teenagers can negatively shape the way that we see our future because Mm -hmm. like for me I was just asking like well so and I find myself I'm not like I might not be like as like out front and blunt as you are we are probably both in our own ways and you as well yeah um but I feel like it was an effort to like take the women down a few notches yeah and I'm not saying that I don't agree with like the like men can carry the mantle of responsibility of spirituality in their house. I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what I found was I was waiting for all that stuff to happen. Yeah. And I was just like, going to be like quiet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. submissive and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And really what happened was I was stunting my own growth because I wasn't stepping into a role that had been described to me before. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't described to me that a woman can be like use their words yeah. for life. It wasn't described to me that yeah. I could be on a platform and yep. communicate. It wasn't described to me that I could also help lead equally in yeah. the relationship or yeah. teach my kids equally yeah. in a family yeah. setting. Yeah. And I think that shapes so much of yeah mm-hmm. how I thought totally. my personality needed to be. Totally. I feel the same way. I feel like honestly it all boils down to the intimidation factor. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm fearful that I am too intimidating. Yeah. And that's why I haven't had a relationship in a while. Mm-hmm. Or that's why like nothing's working out. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. it's like they see me, I'm in ministry, so that's like strike number one. Mm-hmm. Like, yikes, that's a little scary. Oh, like I can't be as spiritual as her. Yeah, which is so yeah. not true. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All. Like, because the at way all. that we see ourselves is like, I am not like, I, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not have it all together. Please no. Please do not think that. Literally. I might mm-hmm. look like I do, but I do not. I say yeah. that all the time. I'm like, on the outside, maybe it looks like it, but I definitely do not <laughs> at all. So it's like, yeah, ministry. And then, you know, you talk to me one time and you're like, whoa, big personality. And then you talk to me a little bit more and you're like, whoa, she's really bold and blunt. And it's like, to me, that's like three strikes. Like, nope, mm-hmm. they're going to see those three things. It's too intimidating. I'm out. Um, and I think that is what leads me to the fear of, okay, well, then no one will be okay with it. Like, there will be no one. I think and what's funny is because I've had a lot of conversations with people yeah. saying the same thing. And it's, I feel like all my female friends are all like, oh, you are such a catch. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, and everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because they know you. And, but then to a guy who doesn't know you very well, it's like, oh, I cannot That's handle scary. that. And not yeah. that you're not great and perfect but it's just got I don't know it does seem I don't know why it seems scary but yeah. I think it really does I think yeah. too a, a, a woman seeing a guy that is that confident and strong in ministry yeah. is like oh that's so appealing yeah but when it's a woman it's like oh yeah I don't know if I can do that yeah and then it's like okay then your mind wanders you know yeah. like the fear leads to this like insecurity comparison mm-hmm. like yeah all the mm-hmm. things but I'm like okay so does that mean I have to marry someone in ministry as well Like, what does that look like? You know, Mm -hmm. I just go like forever and ever. And so I don't know. I feel like just reminding, I don't know. I think this is a thing, whether you're in ministry or not, like ministry aside. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think that it's like the, like, I'm going to say that as well. Ministry aside, a bold, strong woman can be a little bit intimidating to some men. And I'm Mm going to go out on a limb and say that sometimes that can be intimidating because that man has not yet fully embraced his identity as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if we're, I mean, if men are going to be okay in their masculinity, Mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of maturity in there that will Mm -hmm. say like, I I don't have to be the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, and I'm going to say in our culture, that is so, it's mm-hmm. rare because, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it now. Like we are working through masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. and all of the yeah. things mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. And it's pretty confusing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like in, in, in our cultural moment that that yeah. problem mixed with like, just because we hear women speak about it doesn't yeah. mean that men, men are on the same, mm-hmm. on the opposite end of the spectrum with the same. Yeah. Um, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, oh my gosh, there's no way that I'll be able to measure up yes. to yeah. what any woman needs yeah. Yeah. as a husband. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> to Janice the other day actually about the fine line of like living in this place of desiring, but also like not living in the place of only desiring, mm-hmm. but not living in the place of only doubting. Yeah. yeah. It's like this balance act mm-hmm. that we have as women and single women, mm-hmm. but all women as yeah. well. Like, how do you fully believe that God has something good for you? And that is in the plan, but also trust that it's okay if it's not, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. you're okay with either way. Um, and sometimes you live on the side of like obsessing over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you live on the side of like, like I said the other day when I turned away completely and was like, yeah, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a balancing act, Mm -hmm. I feel like, Mm -hmm. which leads to the fear, the control X, Y, Z.
So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's crazy. I feel like there are a lot of women in culture right now that are dealing, especially Christian culture. It's mm-hmm. like singleness is like the buzzword, right? Yep. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't believe I'm even bringing it up. But um, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. a huge thing. And I feel like, like you said, it's stunting our growth if we're living in a place of not embracing who we are mm-hmm. and not embracing the season that mm-hmm. we're in. Um, and I've seen that time and time again in my own life as yeah. well. Well, and it feels like, I feel like even with fear and like having a strong personality has in the reason that like we're talking about e- any of this yeah. is because it has so much to do with our identity mm-hmm. because it, what happens is it hits every single area of our life and we don't always recognize it. And if we're not careful to like the second half of the thing of like, and what we're doing about it, if we're not careful and how we address the second part of that phrase, it can infiltrate and find its way into so much of our identity. And what we can do is we can find ourselves sitting in a bed of fear and not living into the strong person that God has made us to be. And I'm not talking about like personality. I'm talking about the way that God has designed and created the gifts and the talents Mm -hmm. that he's given us. And we can sit in fear and not use any of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so true. It's like it creates complacency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In every way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and like, and as I was thinking through like my current fear and what I'm doing about it, my current fear. And I was trying to think back of like, cause I do have a lot of fears (laughs) just like all of us. Yeah. But I was trying to think back even like three years ago, um, leading up to now Mm-hmm. And what are like, I was trying to ask myself, what are the common themes that I've, that I've seen over the last couple of years and things that I'm dealing with that have the crux of fear attached to it. Yeah. And as I was thinking about it and I'm really like, it's, I feel like it's like so sappy and vulnerable to say, but mm-hmm. I feel like my greatest fear is a fear of rejection. Yeah. And it, what happens is if I hold on to that fear too tightly it causes me to shape and be a chameleon with my mm. identity in every year of my life. And then yeah. what I find is years down the road, if I'm crippled by the fear of rejection, then I'm not going to really know who I am yeah. in mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. 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 And so I feel like there's this double, it's kind of has, has these like double roads mm-hmm. and I can go down the fear of rejection and do everything in my power to not be rejected. Right. But when I do that, I'm not going to be who I'm designed to be. Right. But if I go down the, the path of, um, of just saying like, well, whatever, I don't care what you think, then I'm afraid that I'm going to find myself being canceled by everybody yeah. and <laughs> just be this like lonely person. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like, I feel like I get trapped with fear at both ends. But what I found is that when I'm actually embracing who I am, and using my gifts and my talents the best way that I know how and the way that I feel like God's calling to me or calling me to do in this moment is I find that no matter where I end up I will always be rejected in some way yeah and especially within our culture today oh my gosh the cancel <laughs> culture I mean like yeah. you can literally say one thing on the internet and people yeah. unfollow you yeah, yeah. and yeah. Not that that's bad, mm-hmm. but it just, I think that's what feeds into my fear of rejection yeah. because like I can say one thing and one person might perceive it one way and another person might perceive it another way. 
And then like they've just X'd me out as a friend. Yeah, that's and what totally I was going to say. I feel like it's friendships too. It's like mm-hmm. you say one thing and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not talking to them. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm done. And it's like, you didn't even mm-hmm. mean to say it. You probably didn't even realize you said it. Mm-hmm. But it's that's such a real thing. Everything is like polarizing. Every so polarizing. opinion yeah. that you have is polarizing. Yeah. And it is, oh, you think that I'm, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah. I don't care done. about anything else that you have to say. Yeah. And I mean, especially when people say things that, do infuriate you i it's like you have to just remember that that's not that's not who they are but it's just an opinion that they have and you can't cancel somebody out because they have one different opinion than you and what i have found because i think that half the battle is being aware of what what is your fear yeah and so as i've kind of thought through like if my biggest fear is rejection um i kind of had to rewind and think like well if my fear is rejection and if I go to a platform like social media and I'm mm-hmm. just going to be me, yep. <laughs> I will be rejected. And right. so for me, I'm like, maybe the, maybe the wisest thing is to take a step back and not be on social media for a while. And I did that like two years ago and it was so great. It was like one of the best things I've ever done because as I pulled back the noise, it got mm-hmm. quieter in yeah. my head because yeah. what would happen is I would, you know, just be me, just be mm-hmm. my real me. Yeah. And in like, not that I would get flack for it, but I was just afraid of looking like this person or looking mm-hmm. like this person or somebody seeing that and being judgmental. Like mm-hmm. that's, e- that shows you how deep my fear is, yeah. is that I'm even afraid of like what people think. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't want to live there anymore. Yeah. And I wanted like more than anything I can think like three years ago, more than anything, I wanted to be like, I want my present self to just be free yeah. And just who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I didn't know how to get there. Yeah. yeah. But one way that I started that process was by stepping back and just being with the people that were in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like being in front of like a whole audience digitally, <laughs> I resolved the fact that maybe I can start building that interior um, mm-hmm. strong part of me. Maybe I can identify my, like identify myself mm-hmm. as more clear and I don't know more stable if I'm not if I don't have that Mm -hmm. noise in the voice of all the social media ruckus or whatever and so what I found was as I stepped back I started building around me and just the relationships that were right in front of me because those people don't reject me like the people online do Yeah. yeah And what I found was when I decided to do that, it was like I allowed God to speak into parts of my life to create, start creating that identity. Mm-hmm. And now I have found my, like myself in a space where, where I was fearful of like, well, I just am going to be me and I want to be free with being me. Um, and I don't have like the, well, I don't care if I tick you off. It's not yeah. that. It's just mm-hmm. like if you don't, I mean, if, if I am not what you want yeah. to see in a human <laughs> then yeah. you can walk along. Yeah. And it's not yeah. being mean. No. And it's not, you know, it's just like, I don't live life for you. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's so, people pleasing is such oh a gosh. dangerous place. It's, and it wears yeah. me out. Oh, me yeah. too. I will walk away from a conversation and be like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, what did they think about this? Yeah. Yeah. And think about it for like hours. Yes. yes. It's all out of fear of rejection, mm-hmm. literally. And yeah. it, it starts by, yeah, removing the noise. That's mm-hmm. so good. I feel like that's 
really with any fear, mm-hmm. like removing the noise is helpful, mm-hmm. like because of the comparison that we mm-hmm. feel, especially with social media. I know mm-hmm. that's like we talk about it all the time, but it's so true. Like mm-hmm. just taking some time off. Well, we're trying to gain like with social media, we end up trying to gain the approval of everybody else digitally mm-hmm. and we lose sight and we lose track of gaining the approval of who's really important. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like my inner circle, my mm-hmm. husband, my kids, my close friends. And not that I, the, here's the thing is I don't really have to gain approval from them. Yeah. I yeah. already have it. Right. Yeah. And, but I get so like, we can get so lost mm-hmm. and off track because we're, we, we're striving for the approval of everybody online that we know yeah. nothing about <laughs> that mm-hmm. we, start to lose sight of what's really yeah. important. And that is usually yeah. the people that are right in front of us. Yeah. Right. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But what do you, I mean, like, so you said it really goes beyond like the fear of rejection. Yeah. What have, so if we were to like go on to the second half of the phrase, mm-hmm. my, you know, my current fear is, and here's what I'm doing about it. Yeah. What are you doing about being a strong woman? Yeah. I feel like, I've been on a journey of embracing who I am. I love that. <laughs> yeah, love that for you. Um, no, but really, like, what are the things I've had to sit with God and ask, yeah. like, okay, what are the things that you have put in me? What are the, the ways that you've created me that I should be embracing? Mm-hmm. And like letting him speak into those things and letting him remind me that he did make me that way yeah. for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that it is going to be for a good reason. Mm-hmm. beyond just ministry beyond just what i do for work i'm an enneagram three not to bring the enneagram in but obviously <laughs> i didn't know that i am oh. yep <laughs> so obviously i like think about work a lot and achieving and all the things but um i feel like that's honestly been the biggest thing is like okay god who have you who who do you say i am mm-hmm. and just one of the seriously one of the best things a friend ever encouraged me to do one time when I was struggling with this really bad was it was a few years ago clearly it's a cycle (laughs) um (laughs) she said I think you should take like an hour every single morning and ask God to tell you one thing that he loves about you dang that's a long time yeah Yeah. (laughs) I know well and it's like yeah I was also tired for three months of my life yeah but I also (laughs) was like in college so I had the time to be like (laughs) spending an hour asking him but um it like seriously kind of shaped the way that I viewed myself in like okay he said that I am this and he made me this way and so in the moments where I feel like oh is that too much was that like too off-putting I can be reminded like no 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 God said that's who I am Mm -hmm. and he created me that way for that reason um so as cliche as it sounds like asking you know what are the ways let me ask you the practicality in that because like I'm interested from your perspective what that looks like to like Mm -hmm. sit yeah there I mean if you've ever heard of a spiritual discipline if Mm -hmm. you haven't looked them up they're amazing. They're life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great. There's great books. Um, something Foster, Richard Foster, maybe wrote a book called The Celebration of Discipline. It mm-hmm. talks about a lot of different spiritual disciplines, and yeah. one of them is silence and solitude. And so, explain what that kind of looks like yeah. over the course of like you. I mean, does it literally look like I'm gonna sit and just <laughs> God, yeah. Tell me <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it's different for me in different seasons in this season right now it's 
literally going in on a walk. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's so much power in leaving your phone at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Leaving your AirPods at home mm-hmm. and seriously just walking with God, like in mm-hmm. silence. Um, you look kind of crazy if you are like talking out loud, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally fine. Um, but seriously, I feel like right now it's like I go and spend alone time just yeah. outside um, and seriously asking him like yeah. straight like, up yeah, with yeah. my words mm-hmm. yeah. out loud. God, I'm struggling with this. And that's the other thing, being honest. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's what shaped it all for me is like telling him my fear. I think we have this like weird mentality of Pastor Steve just preached about it a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago, but that we can't ask the questions or we can't be honest. Yeah. It's like, no, God, I'm like, ask why. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be honest. Yes. Like, God, I'm fearful that because of the way that I am created, that Mm -hmm. this is not going to be a thing for me, that I'm not going to have a spouse. Mm starting with that like being honest and then asking him to speak into it and you know I know people hear from God differently Mm -hmm. um I hear his voice audibly sometimes Mm -hmm. which I know freaks people out sometimes if they don't um Mm -hmm. people you know hear his voice through other people um so I think it's more so a heart posture of allowing him to speak into it i think that's Mm -hmm. where the wall gets put up is like sometimes we don't want to hear yeah what he has to say yeah so just allowing yourself i feel like there's been times in my life where i've like i've done the first part i'm like i'm honest with you god Mm -hmm. i'm like sorry about this and i i feel like this and yeah i'm doing this but like show me something yeah and then i'll just like turn my ears off yeah like i yeah. did the first part i was honest with you yeah but i don't really want to hear what you have to yeah. say well because for me i'm scared that he's gonna be like well are you gonna be okay if you are alone forever yeah. and i'm like oh i don't want to hear that <laughs> like you're I'm, supposed I'm to say something else <laughs> yeah yeah but um i really feel like to your point of quieting the noise that's how i quiet the noise yeah. is like literally leave my phone leave yeah. my airpods and just go on a walk. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's journaling. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's taking a drive. Mm-hmm. I know in mm-hmm. seasons, that's been my thing. Not right now, obviously. Gas is a little expensive. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> like taking a drive and just like just being quiet. Yeah. I think our culture right now, we, we aren't quiet very no. often. And no. he speaks to us in the still, small He does. Moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a, like a time within this like fear of rejection thing um, 2020 really helped with the quietness aspect yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, well, in some senses of the word, because then I had all three kids home <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we homeschooled and there was never a quiet time yeah. in my house. Mm-hmm. But I did like ma- during those months and year, I made it a priority to get up in the quietness before everybody. Yeah. And I am going to make a disclaimer right now. It's like, that didn't happen until my kids were a lot older. Cause I feel like <laughs> so many times when my kids were your kids' age, I would beat myself up because I wouldn't wake up early and I wanted to, I had yeah. the desire, like yeah. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to read, yeah. do a devotional of some sort or whether, because I feel like I cannot even catch my breath when my kids are awake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was years later before I actually could find the discipline and mm-hmm. the strength because I was so stinking tired of yeah. answering yeah. the calls in the middle of the night and <laughs> doing all the feeding and the diapering and all that. Yes. Oh. Um, but I did find like a quiet space and it was in that time that I started asking God, um, what does 
Like what, what does it look like to be me? Mm-hmm. And how do you see me? Mm-hmm. And I feel like God just like, it's almost like what I would describe, because you say like how God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a topic of discussion until we're dead and we yes. actually meet him face to face. So we can like really hear him and see his lips move and all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it was like almost in my chest mm. that it was just like, you are enough because mm. I say you are. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that and I wrote it down and I just could not, I mean, like, it's almost like, just like I was just brought to tears because I'm like, I know that came from the Lord. It came from my inner voice, Mm -hmm. but I really believe that that was the Holy Spirit saying, I've made you enough already. You don't have to be enough to everybody around you. So it's funny Mm -hmm. when you ask the question, like, I'm too much. I feel like I'm on the other end of the spectrum Mm. of like, am I even enough for people, Mm, you know? Yeah. And so I really feel like at that one point, it was like, God was like, you're enough already. Yeah. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to worry about being rejected by anybody because you're never going to be rejected by me. Yeah. Mm. And so I feel like what you're saying, like with the solitude and Mm -hmm. the asking and the just being willing to hear the answer, a lot of times God will surprise us because here's what I have to say about also with like singleness. If God were to call you to singleness for the rest of your life, Sure, like you might have times when you'd be like, really? But yeah. in mm-hmm. the moment that he would reveal that to you, it would be such a loving and gentle way. And like you would so just be sweet. like a, a calling and yeah. a, like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. ready for the calling yeah. and yeah. I'm excited for what's ahead. Because, so much peace yeah, with because it. Because I don't think that ever that God ever lays something in front of us and we just feel like regret or we feel yeah. like resentment yeah I don't, that says never happened with yeah. anybody that i've ever talked to in their encounters with god mm-hmm. is that we'll feel bummed yeah <laughs> if anything even if it's like a calling of something that we're not yeah. really excited about yeah. like mm-hmm. moving across yeah. the united states <laughs> right. i still had this burning of yes. like but there's so much ahead and it's yeah. an adventure and i'm gonna walk it out with christ and i'm gonna learn a lot about myself and all that so that's so good all that to say that even in our fear and even when like we allow God to speak into our lives, it usually comes with a peace yeah. that you can't explain, which is why the Bible says like a peace that surpasses all understanding yeah. because it's yeah. true. Yeah. And really like when you feel that peace, it's like, I know what that means now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. What about so you, good. Maria? I'm dealing with a little segue, I guess, but. I think you guys kind of talked about it too, but I think a big part of just the fears that I'm dealing with, with my kids and their future and all that stuff, so much of it is me and my identity and how I can respond to my Mm -hmm. kids. And um, because one thing that's inevitable is our kids are going to walk through hard times. Yeah. Our kids are going to be. They're going to do things outside of our control. Yes, (laughs) very much so. And they're going to come to their mom and say, you know, mom, I screwed up or mom, this bad thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that it is my job as their mom to be that strong sounding board for them. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that if I'm sitting around worrying about myself, crying Mm -hmm. on my own shoulder, (laughs) you know? And, um, so I have found in this season that, and I'm kind of on the other end of like, this is not a season that I wanted to be in. This is not right. something like that I wanted. Like, you did not handpick this for yourself. No. And this is not something that I felt like I was, you know, I don't feel like this is the calling of my life to be in this situation. But I do feel like I have worked, like, God has worked so much in me mm-hmm. in this season of singleness mm-hmm. of, okay, 
what are some things that I need to work on? And yeah. one thing was I need, I knew I needed to exercise more. So I've worked mm-hmm. out more than I, I ever have in my life. I'm eating better. I'm healthy, healthier mm-hmm. than I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. But then so much of it is mental. So yes. it's things like getting more in the word and it's surrounding myself. I've had more time to really devote to my friendships yeah. than I've ever had. Because when you have toddlers, you don't have any time for anything no. ever. No. <laughs> and so I've done, I've had to kind of rework my whole, everything that I've known up until this point. Yeah. And so, yes, I would beat myself up that I couldn't get up early. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm really good at staying up late. I'm really good at <laughs> so, being a night like, owl. Yeah. So I put my kids to bed and I made their bedtime more strict. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay up until 11 o'clock. They go to bed by 8.30 I've got until 11 o'clock to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And so that means I work out. I spend time doing my devotionals and spending time in prayer. And I have a lot more time. And then if I'm in bed by and I sleep by 11, I've got plenty of sleep. They wake up at seven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of prioritized. Yes. I have restructured and I'm like, I, I have never felt better. And I'm not in a season that I wanted to be in or that I felt like, but there is that peace from God. I'm like, Oh, I could either sit around and say, I'm so sad and wallow and, you know, or I can say, I have some time that I can really focus on myself and really get myself to where I can be a super strong mom. And, um, I mean, I feel like God has spoken to me more in the last year than he has in my entire life. I feel like I'm reading scripture and it's like, he's holding up a sign that Mm -hmm. says, this is for you. And, um, I just, like I, we were talking before, it was just, I feel like those letters, I would advise any single mom that to read through all the letters of the New Testament because mm-hmm. it is it is the apostles saying to people that they are not with, whether it's Timothy, whether it's the Corinthians or whoever, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not with you right now, but this is what I'm praying yeah. over you. Yeah. This is what I want for you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is just, this is exactly what I, you know, yeah. what I need in this season. Yeah. And, um, so it's a lot of like, yes, I wish that, you know, I can't, my kids don't understand this stuff right now, but I'm going to pray this over their lives and yeah. I'm going to be, you know, at times it's like, okay, I've got to have peace from afar and I've got to be wise from afar and I've mm-hmm. got to do what's best for them and, mm-hmm. and take all those steps. So mm-hmm. it's not easy and there are hard moments, but yeah. I feel like I've been in a better place than I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And That's it's so good. It, it looks so different mm-hmm. than what yeah. it, when I was 20, what I imagined 30 to look like yeah. it looks completely oh, different yeah, yeah um but I just I feel like a lot of times I'm pinching myself I'm like I can't believe this is my life because mm-hmm. I love it yeah and that's wow. no ask a year ago that is not what I thought I'd be yeah. saying right now but yeah. um but it is because I have had to put in a lot of really hard work yeah. to get here yeah and yeah. that's one thing I think Joyce Meyer said you know you look at the people you aspire to be and mm-hmm. that whether it's a spiritual leader or whatever and they didn't get there by sitting around wishing. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. They get there by putting in the work. And they, so. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and just to affirm you and you for doing that work, because I think sometimes it's easy to kind of get on the hamster wheel of like, there's some that's faith and trust and some that's like doing, like we just get on this balance, yeah. balancing act between works and faith and trust yeah. and works and all mm-hmm. this. And, and I think that, like you said, nothing it, it goes hand in hand. I think mm-hmm. so many times, like we want to put them in these separate categories, yeah. but 
I think what has to be there first is the desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as we go and as we move through our lives, we learn that they go hand in hand because I have the desire and the drive and the circumstance to get there. Because yeah. sometimes we, God uses the most unlikely of circumstances to mm-hmm. get our attention. Yeah. And when we when he gets our attention and he when we wake up to his call to say move forward and put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. it looks different for everybody else but what is there is the desire to do it right yeah. and i think that god gives us that desire and mm-hmm. like because fear can be so paralyzing yeah mm-hmm. um and i know that like in in pastor tim's book scary faith he talks about the fight or flight and yeah. he added in like the freeze mm-hmm. so we can like with in the face of fear we can fight against it we can like flight and just totally escape mm-hmm. mentally and physically mm-hmm. and other other yeah. ways or we can just freeze that, that so often happens to me yeah. is that in my fear I just freeze and I'm like I can't do anything like yeah. Yeah. but I, I feel like when we like you said and like you said like when we open ourselves up to God's direction in surrendering our fears to him and saying like this is not what I envisioned or yeah. this mm-hmm. is not like I want to be in a certain space or a certain stage of my life yeah. is not mm-hmm. what I had planned, but I acknowledge that your plans are better for me. And yes. so like you have something to teach me right now. What is it? And we yeah. open up that conversation to God and he pours so much into it. Yeah. And he might not immediately on the first time that you ask, right. <laughs> but you keep knocking on that door yeah. because ask, seek and knock and um, he will answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I wanted to say that too. Uh, it's not the first time that I ask him. That he <laughs> always says the things yeah. that I need him to say, but it's the consistency mm-hmm. I think is what has helped me the most. Like consistency in prayer. Like mm-hmm. you said, Maria, consistency in reading the Bible, consistency mm-hmm. in talking to him in spending time with people who are wise and, you know, mm-hmm. mentoring me through it. Um, that's where I'm seeing mm-hmm. things. And shift. that's the work. Right. That's because the word. It yeah. takes, it's easy just to ask once and walk away. Right. And yeah. just be like, all right, well, I asked. So. Yeah. Right. And he didn't answer. Right. I but feel it, like the work yeah. is when you ask again. Yes. And you don't hear anything and you and ask again. again yeah. And you ask again and you say, God, I yeah. know you're not answering me right now. Or you might be answering me, but I'm not seeing it plainly yeah. or clearly. So I'm going to ask you to mm-hmm. identify that and to develop that in me. Yeah. Um, that's the work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the work is also being disciplined. And like you said, like you started working out, you started, yeah. you've made a decision to pour time into yourself mm-hmm. and then you've prioritized. Yeah. That yeah. can be so That's hard. Huge. Yeah. And, yeah. but we'll really do whatever's really important to us. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes when we, when we start priori- prioritizing healthy things, mm-hmm. whether that's filling your body with good food, giving your body exercise, there are, so many there's numerous side effects that come with that and they are also all good because I noticed like with my body like when I'm um eating healthy and exercising my mental clarity is something else like it's like next level yeah Mm -hmm. and and I notice that like when I'm eating poor I mean like not to say that there's just like there's seasons like vacations and times and everything like you just go back to like the unhealthy eating and like (laughs) no working out or whatever but then like once I start again I'm like why yeah. don't I always do this? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, and also like Trey, my husband always says that when he works out and he exercises, it also helps him establish a routine yeah. to where if he exercises, he's also reading the Bible. 
Yeah. Because like he's got to like set a chunk of si- time aside to work out. Mm-hmm. Well, that also means that I'm going to be disciplined enough to set a chunk of time aside to read the word. And yeah. so what I find is like so many times when we implement and prioritize these mm-hmm. really good things in our life, so many other things follow yes. them yeah. that we're, s- that we're unaware of. Yeah. I think me being the healthiest version of myself and spending that time, I mean, I'm by myself during that time, but it has helped me to shift my focus to think about, my friends and pour Mm. into those relationships and set aside time for that. That's something I feel like, especially as moms, you think I don't have time for friends. I don't have time for that or whatever. I don't have money, but I'm like, you do when you shift your priority and you, I'm able to surround myself with good people that can be that sounding board for me. It's like everything changes and it's all that. It's it's, when you devote your time to God, he's like, okay, let's, let me help you here and Mm -hmm. let me help you here and let me help you here. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, it is, it's it's all important and I didn't realize how much I was neglecting myself especially Mm -hmm. as a young mom yeah um because you do you Mm, neglect yourself (laughs) and it sounds so easy to just oh yeah just you know stay up later and do this and yeah like yeah that sounds impossible when you have a newborn yeah Yeah. but um as time goes on it's like okay I need I need to devote some time to myself and that is with God yeah um yeah for sure so good Shoot. I said it wasn't going to be a therapy session, but <laughs> but maybe it was. <laughs> so, so I hope that you gained a lot of insight from this podcast. And I want to thank Maria and Hope to, for being on here. Um, we want you to write in with any questions you have or any topics that you want us to discuss. Email inspired at the X church at the X dot church. Yep. at the x.church um, <laughs> feel free to like drop any topics that you want to hear on the inspired podcast but you need to join us back next week because like I said this is going to be a part of a bigger series and next week I'm going to have two other guests that I'm really excited to dive into another topic of what we're going to be talking about for a few weeks see ya next week thanks so much for listening Our hope is that everyone who hears these episodes, near or far, would know that the invitation at our table is always open. You might not be sitting at this table, but our desire is that you would join in on these conversations. So if you were inspired by today's talks, send us an email at inspired at the x dot church. We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, and questions. And as always, don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts.